0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren.
2: Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Faraby. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton.
3: This is Stan Helferty.
2: Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie.
1: Snow the Goalie.
2: Snow the Goalie. Snow the Goalie. Snow the Goalie. Snow the Goalie.
1: Snow
0: the Goalie. Snow the Goalie there. I'm sure that the thing that all of you are here to talk about is the uh, Flyers uh, being down 2-1 at the end of one period, or perhaps you're here because massive, massive, massive breaking news happened during that period. The Flyers, um, they've made a move, and it is not one that has been well-received on social media. The Flyers have traded Cutter Gauthier, to Anaheim for defenseman Jamie Drysdale. Now, before we get into it, I'm going to let you know, Danny Briere is going to be meeting with the media. Yeah. Um, during this first intermission, and it could be any minute. We, uh, I will, I'll mute this really quick. Uh, I don't know. So, intern Andrew you is can see they're setting
2: up. They're setting Breer. up over
0: there. We'll uh, we'll throw it to them when uh, Briere comes out. Just so you know, I was the first
2: question I thought is, and when I saw Frank Saravalli from TSN who said that. He didn't. He got traded because he didn't want to play here. I'd never heard that, uh, but then I found out he was really
0: good friends with Kevin Hayes,
2: and then everything started
0: to make a lot of sense. So there are a few things that we're going to get have to get into about this. Uh, One, there has been a persistent rumor behind the scenes, never for for a few months, and this goes back to camp. Uh, and his decision not to join camp. We talked about it at the time. We're going to get into this. There's a lot to break down. I don't want to dive too far into something and then have to backtrack when uh, when Briere comes on. Uh, we will have Dan Hilferty, the chairman of Comcast Spectacor, with us here at the desk in the second intermission. So Dan Hilferty will be with us to talk about this move in the second intermission, which is massive. If you have not already done so, subscribe to this channel on YouTube, follow us on social media, and please share the link to everyone you know, because... That is going to be a, an interview you're not going to want to miss. But there has been a persistent rumor now, going back to when Go- Gautier decided not to join camp in the offseason. Uh, and we talked about it at the time, about how some guys, they want to try to give their bodies a break, all that. There was another murmur that he didn't want to play for torts, which we kind of inquired about. We hadn't really gotten verification on it from enough people to report it. Okay, fine. He has a, a heck of a showing at World Juniors, not... In terms of goal scoring, we talked about whether it's impressive or not. He did lead the tournament in points. He he did, you know, win an award for being the best forward there. It 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 is a, a huge move. I will. I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that when Danny Briere was on our show, and I'm going to throw this up here just uh, for when Briere comes out. When Briere came on this show, November 24th, we talked to him about the rebuild, about if the team would look to buy at the deadline, if they'd look to sell at the deadline. And one of the pieces that he mentioned being a key part of this rebuild was Cutter Gauthier. We go back to the to the offseason when Hilferty, when we first interviewed him, Cutter Gauthier was meant to be part of the rebuild. Uh, let's go to Danny Graham. All right.
4: We've been on for a while. Um, we, uh, we tried to uh, give him space. Uh, we tried to get in touch with him many times. It would not communicate as far as uh, the goatee side, um, you know. So at some point we had to make a decision, and we, we thought with what happened just a few days ago, uh, this was our time to probably get the highest value. Um, not very often you get the chance to to find a Jamie Drysdale that you can add to uh, to your lineup. Um, you know when that that came about, uh, his name. Uh, Made, was made available, we uh, we got really excited. And, um, a chance to add a player of this caliber to a premium position as a right-shot defenseman for for a left winger um, just made a lot of sense, and we felt it was the right time to do it. Would you yeah. say this goes back a long time? Does this go back to him not wanting to come to camp in the summer? It does. Um, you know, and the reason why we didn't want to say anything was not to to hide anything from. From our great fans, it was to try to protect the kid. We we were hoping that at some point he would change his mind. He, he had already changed his mind. He um, looked at us at the draft and told us he was built to be a flyer, wanted to be a flyer. And then a few, maybe a few months later, told us that he didn't want to be a flyer, didn't want to play for the Flyers. So in our mind, at first we we said we have to protect him. We have to because uh, if he changes his mind again, um, you know, and it's out there that he uh, doesn't want to play, it's going to be tough for him um to put the uniform on uniform on um you know but uh, when we realized that they refused to talk to us now it's been months and he didn't want to be a flyer didn't want to be in philadelphia um it, it was time to make it happen it goes back they told us uh, when he came back from the world championship uh, uh, last may i believe why did he not
1: want to be a flyer why did he not want to be philadelphia
4: uh i don't know we never got an answer um so I, I don't know much more than
0: that. just not surprised he's is teeny any
4: given. He was pretty gung ho about being a flyer when you guys drafted him. Just I don't. are you blown away that he's not what a company We were when it happened. I mean, now at this point, it is what it is. Uh, we started looking at uh, how can we turn this um, and make the most of it, um, you know. And 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 I have to say, like I, I was, I have to thank all the other teams that were involved, the teams that um, called us about him um, to keep it uh, kind of on the down low, keep it secret. Um, just in case he changed his mind again. Um, But we realized, you know, when, especially when Jamie's name came up, uh, this this was a pretty special player we felt, and um, the the chance to add him, they don't come very often. So uh, Jamie's an exciting player. Um, There's going to be an adjustment period, we feel, because of the style of play in Anaheim to our style of play. Uh, But in the long term, I think, Going to be a, a fantastic player so how he, long he, were they
1: say, you and you and Keith went to Sweden right no. yeah did something
4: happen over there Nothing that happened didn't happen we, we tried to but it would not engage as far as uh, um, a reason why or if you know we all oh, we just wanted to be able to present our case and tell them what we were doing here and where this organization. Yeah. Is going. Unfortunately, we never got the chance. When you mentioned Jamie's name came up, did this kind of deal come quickly? Is like you said, like when the name comes available, it kind of just gets itself going, and then kind of just moves very quickly. Um I, I don't know that it came quickly. It was, it was still a, a while. But um, you know, Jamie was hurt to start the season. Um, just recently started playing again. We wanted to see him play. Um, you know, but. But from the get-go, when his name came up, we, we got really excited. What, how, are we how to see from him? what are you hoping to see from Jamie? And is there any concerns with his injuries? No, no. Um, we, You know, that's part of the reason that you know, the last day we've been looking at Matt and changing all that with them. We feel comfortable that, you know, what's happened in the past is, is, is all good. Um, you know, and, and after watching him play the last couple weeks, uh, he's clearly – uh, looking like he's been at full health, yeah. so we're, we're really excited how yeah. long have you about the importance of uh, this team adding high-end talent I think a lot of yeah. people looked at it they said you know, Mitch Goff and Goje they can be those guys yeah. do you think Drysdale can yes. be that guy for this team yes yeah. yeah. Drysdale's a highly talented player that that very fluid skater as well all around defenseman. Um, you know I, I see him <laughs> being part of a of the for, for a long time here for the Flyers. How, how long have you been in discussions with teams uh, in, for this training? Um, well, some of the teams started finding out in the summertime, probably around the draft time. Um, it's probably when we started having different discussions. So we, we did have a lot of discussion, um, but uh, clearly Jamie was uh, a high priority. Have you have heard heard Bob Murray's
1: guy with a lot of familiarity yeah.
4: What, what was Bob's? Um, Bob was uh, like like a lot of, lot of people raving about his character, uh, about his leadership. Um, what we keep hearing is, um, you know, fantastic person to start with, and you know that's important to us too. Um, the way you see our players play, you see our team play. They, they care about each other. Um, you know, we, we need its good quality people coming in, um, and he certainly fits the building you
1: have this before with players and that you wanted to come and say, no, unusual and No, I I know, I, I, I
4: I'll be honest, especially the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, I know when I was a free agent I that was my, my first choice, so that's why I signed him here obviously. But I you know, I haven't heard very many players over the course of my career ever say anything bad about the Flyers organization. So,
1: no, not at all.
4: Not at all, especially in the direction we're going in. Especially of everything that's that's being done here, at first-class organization. I have no doubt that it's not the case. Um, we don't know why. It might not even be related to that. There might be something that we don't know about, or we clearly don't know about. But um, I really don't know what it is. Is, a, state, the of, is there a
1: little bit of in out Cutter,
4: how? Well, at, at first, yeah. at, at first, yes. I mean, when when he told us, um, uh, you know, and. and yeah, for there's a period of time where you know, we were disappointed that he didn't want to play here, um, but at some point you you got to move on, um, and, and we had done that, and um, you know after we felt this was the best time to get the most value for him, um, after the world the World Juniors that just finished, um, that probably helped you know, finish the deal or close the deal. Can can you
0: disclose who his agent is and do you have a good relationship with that agent?
4: Yeah, the relationship is fine. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say if, um, who the agent is, but I'm sure you can find that out. But no, the the relationship is fine with the agent. I I don't. I really don't know why. Um, you guys can probably find out more than, than me why than what you didn't want to play here. You talked about value. Uh, Cutter was obviously the fifth overall puck. Do you feel like the value coming back is worth what you guys are believing you giving up in Cutter? We, we believe so. That's why we were ready to move and, and make the trade. Uh, Jamie dries that was a sixth overall pick. Uh, really good defenseman that's going to be here. And also only 21 years old. So that was uh, also very important for us. Um, when you look at what our coaching staff has done with our defenseman, um, that gives me a lot of hope that they can make this game even better. Um, so that's that's really exciting to me. Where are
1: you seeing him? Where are you seeing him? It like I don't know, right are,
4: now it's, uh, what's happening?
0: He's not going out to play with, uh,
4: Lehigh Valley. Oh, no, 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 he's an NHL-ready defenseman. No, he's I know. ready to play. He's going to be a big part of our team. I don't know early on uh, where he's going to play, but uh, this this is a really special player that we're getting. It's uh, going to be here for a long time. Well, were you specifically targeting a defenseman in a trade back for Gauthier? I know, obviously, yeah. there was some thought that he could be a center, you called him a left wing at the start of this. Yeah. so. Yeah, so, you know, part of it too is we set it from the get-go, we wanted to build from the back end. That was a priority for us. Now, it's exciting to see the improvement of, of our defense, like Camus especially. Um, so it's, it's going to fit in, in, in with those guys, so it's another piece of the puzzle for us. Um, you know, we were looking at the position of premium. Before we were going to move them, it was going to be a position of premium. Either a center or a defenseman, preferably a right shot defenseman. Um, yeah, and as far as cover, yeah, we saw him more as a as a winger. And, and when you look at Anaheim, they they have a ton of defensemen. They have uh, really strong down the middle, so they, they could afford to to spare defensemen. So uh, I, I'm hoping it's a trade that works for everybody. When do you two more
1: here by Wednesday
4: or Um. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. We are. Service team service guy is gonna reach out to him, you know, Ryan, Um, uh, and we're gonna try to get him here as soon as possible, hopefully, you know, some times here, maybe tomorrow during the day. Um, and maybe he can play on Wednesday, side and we'll see how when he gets in and how he feels. Him. Last one, okay, thanks, Danny. I'm
1: thanks, Danny.
0: Thanks,
4: thanks, appreciate
1: the whole place. We'll do it.
0: All right. All right. Well, there is a lot. A lot. To boy, oh boy. You talk about a lot to unpack, and there is a lot. And we want to thank everybody who's joining us. If you're a first-time viewer of the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show. There's a lot. I mean, there's so much to get into. And usually we have the uh, the freedom to speak exactly how we want, with the language that we want. Press Row Show, we can't. There is going to be a lot uh, to be made of a few things. Uh, one, uh, Danny Pereira there confirms that Cutter Gautier had no contact with the team. Wouldn't for answer months. the phone. Wouldn't answer the phone. Okay, so that now, now we're let's, hearing about what's gone on. So, I mean, that that's
2: unbelievable. First of all, Cutter Gautier, um, you and your agent are a disgrace. I'm looking right at the camera. If that's really what happened, you wouldn't take the GM's call that drafted you fifth overall.
0: He's the assistant, but yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And your agent are yeah. disgraceful.
5: That's
1: yeah, awesome.
2: So, um, I wish you luck in Anaheim. I don't really care about the player right now. I care about more about what's coming back here. Yeah. Um, I need to see a little bit more uh, of uh, of Drysdale. I don't. Again, he's a 21 year old sixth overall pick in 2020. Um, I like the second rounder coming back with him, but I'm going to be honest with you. We talked about Goche last week, and, and I know there's a little bit. Uh, Anthony is back. He can jump on for a minute too. Um, I never loved Goche. I thought he was soft. I thought he like the corners about as much as Johnny Gaudreau in the first game
0: here in Philly. In fairness, these aren't sour grapes. You you were saying this last week. I don't You've I don't, been saying it for a few lie. weeks. He doesn't,
2: he doesn't play a physical brand of hockey. I think he's soft. I think he's physically weak in terms of getting in the corners and making a hard play. And I'll be honest with you, I think the biggest thing is if he didn't want to come here and play for John Tortorella...
0: Then that's I don't, probably the most I don't, even, I
2: don't even know if that but I don't even care no I don't
0: even care about the torts part of this because again either. that I, was a thing in the off season. there were murmurings that that might have been the issue it might have been a torts issue but the bigger issue I have is if you don't want to play if you don't want to play for a coach that's one thing but what he what Danny Briere just said is this guy said when he was drafted by Chuck Fletcher that he wanted to be a flyer he wanted to be a flyer and then at some point, presumably around World Championships, if we heard correctly, is when communication stopped and he no longer wanted to be a flyer. And I will not, I will not go into reckless journalism here. But there is one guy who used to play here, who it is well known is a friend of Cutter Gauthier, and that is Kevin Hayes. And Kevin Hayes was not well liked in this organization, and Kevin Hayes was shipped out of town. Well, the badge began, Russell. Hold on, Russ. Right, Hold ahead. on. Go ahead. Just for a second. I've been listening for three minutes. All right. You can go to
2: certain players in that room and they love Kevin Hayes. Yes. All right. You go to management or coaching staffs that any played for, he's a complete loser. All right. And then if he's getting in the head of the fifth overall pick that's coming here, that's not what we want. You know what? And and,
5: and maybe, you know, one of the things when you hear Tort say that that needed, that was a change that was needed in the locker room. We needed to get rid of somebody like that. Maybe it extends beyond the locker room. Maybe it extends to his influences on players who were not present with the team yet. Yeah. Like I think that's what kind of what Russ is suggesting there, Bundy, and that may, that maybe that because Hayes and Gauthier are, are have a connection, that maybe there was a little bit of a negative well, both, influence
2: but they, there. A am 100. I guarantee you that Hayes went to him and said, "You know what? Don't go play in Philly. Yeah, I mean, Don't go play there because you know what." Torts is going to get in your wheelhouse and take a look at the Flyers. Look what he did to Morgan. Yeah, shot. and you know what? It's not hard now in the society we live in today to convince some 19-year-old that life might actually be hard in the NHL because the coach is hard. Oh my God! Isn't that amazing?
0: <laughs> I think it goes beyond that. And again, this is why I don't like the idea of collateral damage. Okay. However. There are elements to what Kevin Hayes brought to the locker room, especially the influence on younger players that were viewed by people in this organization as detrimental. And if what that means is him being gone has helped to get those guys out from under that sphere of influence, if that costs you ultimately Cutter Gautier, it's a bummer if you're a fan, especially, because you've been told, and we said back in November, Danny Breer was on this show at this desk and talked about him being part of the rebuild. Things change, and they change very quickly in this league.
2: Okay, I got one more thing to add to this, all right? You're talking about... Quickly, um, we have 20 seconds. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, uh, where the hell was I with this, Russ? You just got me all fried
0: up in the head right now. We are going to be back out. in the second intermission with Comcast Spectacore chairman, yeah, I had it. I'll Helperdick. tell you what it
2: is, all right? Go someone said, I don't want a plumber here. That's not what I wanted. But when you're a skilled player, the best skilled players are the ones that play hard in the corners and are physical with the puck. That's what I mean by being physical. He doesn't know what a corner is. If he went in with 12 eggs in his pants, he'd walk out with 12 eggs after three guys went to hit him because it would never happen. See you next intermission.
0: Dan Hilferty joins the second intermission. We'll talk to you soon. You're the
1: best.
0: Welcome into the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show The side of the Mississippi. You want answers. We'll give you answers. Joining the show is the man, Comcast Spectacor Chairman. Dan Hilferty joins the show. Hey, a perfectly normal night. Nothing big going on. Wow. <laughs> battle of the Keystone
3: State. <laughs> Keystone nothing, State battle. Three to huge. one. We'll come back. Yeah.
5: Yeah, nothing else has happened. Uh, no, nothing, Anthony. Anthony it's a
3: just a usual night in philadelphia just another day on the job
5: <laughs> so dan it's look i mean what, what happened tonight with you guys trading cutter gotier uh to the anaheim ducks for jamie drysdale and a 2025 second round pick this doesn't happen every day no nor does it happen every day in the middle of a of a season in january can you kind of take us through what what took place here and how this kind of came to be
3: yeah, first of all, Anthony, I, I have to say that I thought Danny, if anybody had a chance to watch Danny's or has heard about Danny's press conference, Yeah, we had it. Yep. He, re- yeah. he really hit on it. So we, we had a pretty good, a really good inkling this summer that, that Cutter was not interested in coming to Philadelphia. Um, continued to have conversations through his representatives, uh, had uh, a conversation with parents, and, and it was very clear as we went, came into the season that his mind was made up that he did not want to be in Philadelphia. Uh, We were thrilled that it was kept under wraps. Um, We as a a group decided that that we were going to look to to see if we could get the best possible return for Cutter. And Danny and Keith have worked very hard over the last several months. I have to say, from the business side, they have kept me in tune. Um, And what I'm most proud of tonight is this we said to the fans as we came in this new regime this new era of orange that we would be upfront and honest with you this started because this young man did not want to come to philadelphia did that surprise you it really did first of all first of all i i I gotta put my my fan hat on yeah i'm a philadelphia guy and and what it comes down to for me ultimately and and chris you get this so is if you want to be in Philadelphia, so be it. Go somewhere else. We want somebody that wants to be in this city, that wants to be part of the fabric of this city, wants to be just excited to put that uniform on every single day. So then you, you fast forward, and you get a guy like Jamie Drysdale 21 year old sixth pick in the 2020 draft in a very deep draft right and so we get a, a top line defender who will be with us for years and years and as Danny and Keith have said consistently we're building this get this team from the back and and so it's exciting then you throw a, uh, a second-round pick in 2025, yeah. which, according to those guys, remember, <laughs> I'm just a fan. <laughs> yeah. But, but you're throwing a, a second-round pick, which will probably be a high high pick in, in 2025.
5: That's great. That's a great. That's a great little addition into the trade. Um, does he? When you look at things like this, and you, you know, you say, you know, you know, he wants to go somewhere else. More power to him. Go to somewhere else. But how important is it with the culture that you guys are trying to create? that you have people here who are bought into everything that you're doing right from the beginning. And it's almost like as soon as you find out that, you know, okay, this isn't gonna, you're not gonna be part of this, we're, we're okay with saying yeah. see you later.
3: Yeah, that's, what, what's what's exciting to me is, and look, I I, I understand that we are we are hell-bent on, on building this the right way and doing the things we need to do to ensure that year after year we can contend What I like though is that this deal is additive and we're not losing anything from this incredible room, locker room, this group of guys that hang together day in and day out, fighting as hard as they can tonight and every single night. So to your point, Anthony, there's something about the spirit of the Philadelphia Flyers, there's something about the crowds that we're beginning to get here, and, and I got to tell you, I just can't wait to see this kid come and skate and join this group. That is the
2: the light at the end of the tunnel is as much hope as people knew. And, no, and I commend, I'll <laughs> tell you one thing, Jonesy and Danny and you ah. keeping that button lip like no one knew about it. Because we were even saying last week, Russ, like, hey, you know, that, the move at the deadline maybe getting a Cutter Goche or someone else that's done junior or college. Um, have you ever, this is a weird one for me, Dan, because, and I think Anthony feels it too. We've never seen someone not want to be part of the Philadelphia Flyers, especially guys that were drafted. There's happened with other teams. We've acquired a guy that played here. But never have I seen somebody in the sport of hockey not want to play here. There's J.D. Drew. There's Scott Rowland. There's guys in other sports. But this is a really bizarre one. And I'm just glad that they actually had the time to look through it and be concise in finding something that they felt could could happen now? Why did it happen now?
3: Well, just just think about it. The the uh, the U.S. had such a successful Junior Worlds. Cutter uh, was uh, played had a great tournament, and in the end, I think he was the uh, most Le- valuable offensive player. Yeah, uh, and leading scorer. And so leading yeah. scorer. So uh, his value would not be any higher. And once word got out, got out and eventually word would get out, yep. value we would lose value. I just commend Danny and Keith and. And talks the way they work together. Talked about it. I was kept abreast. Obviously, I'm not going to make those decisions. Uh, but it was really clear to me that, that they were excited. The, the GMs, the GMs box tonight. They are so excited about this young man. Hey, let's let's be real though. This kid was a number f- the fifth pick in the draft. Yeah. He's, he's a player, and he's going to be a good player, maybe a great player in the NHL. You don't like to lose that, but. This was the this was the hand we were dealt. We acted decisively, and we got real value back for him Well, let me let me take.
0: I want to take you kind of back to your to your prior career and see if there's a parallel here. I'm thinking that too. Because <laughs> Look, <laughs> he wasn't prepared for this. He wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> so, working working in healthcare not a fun job. Uh, certainly hard negotiations. Sometimes you feel like somebody's saying something to your face. And behind behind the scenes, they might not be giving you 100% of the truth. Did you, at any point, as this was going on with Cutter, with his camp, with the cutoff of communication, does does the old CEO part of you kind of go into into hyperdrive of how do we how do we get ourselves into an advantageous position? And get ahead of this because, as Danny said, teams started finding out about this in the off-season or the rumors of it. Rumors. How how critical was it to get ahead of it and to make sure that you
3: weren't making a a bad move as a reactionary thing? Yeah, Russ, I, I wish I could tell you that in, in the healthcare space, and it wasn't all bad. I, I had some fun, <laughs> but but in the healthcare space, I I was in the Keith and Danny role. I mean, I knew, I knew the league, so to speak, and I knew yeah. who I was dealing with day in and day out. I was really on a learning curve during this. What I will tell you is, and I've got to be very clear about this, uh, we were never deceived by the cutter team okay never deceived they were upfront about it and and I got to be I have to be really clear about that I'm I'm the eternal optimist just like on doing a health care deal we'll get that deal done we'll get that deal done sometimes you didn't get it done and and Danny I'd say I was the optimist um and Danny Danny was the the pragmatist and and Keith was The realist in the whole thing like he 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 just thought this isn't this isn't gonna fly so i would like to say i was taking control i was a i was a passenger giving advice and hoping that we would get max value in return and we clearly did
5: was there ever a point dan where you guys questioned why this was happening And, and if so did you
3: did you really convince yourself of any answers as to why it was happening. Well, you know what? It's it's interesting. We we, we early last summer, when I really became in tune with with the situation, uh, we we did question like, was it uh, something about the change in leadership? Was it coaching? Was it? And what became clear, as we wouldn't know the, we don't know the answer to this day. We don't know the clear answer. And I got to tell you, there's a there's a level of relief that now we can move on um uh, uh jonesy spoke to to jamie jamie's sad jamie is beloved in his in that locker room and he's he's really tight with that group and chris you know how that is in a in a, in a room so he he was he's upset about leaving his friends but in the next breath he's like this is going to be fun and so that's how we feel about it time to move on I feel bad for Cutter when he comes to. Well, I don't really feel bad for Cutter when he comes to Philadelphia. But, it's gonna be a rough ride here. It's Dan. gonna be a rough ride here, and and, and, I, he, and he earned it because you know what? We're Philadelphians, yes, yeah, and that's how we want people who want to be here with us. I can I can, love, pro- love I can promise
5: you that. I can promise promise you this. You might have had problems selling tickets to the Anaheim Ducks when they came in every year in the past. You're not going to have a problem selling tickets to the Anaheim no. Ducks That's the- no. that's two no. games
2: that you've actually locked up then now you've got the Snyder <laughs> Legacy game which we know will be
3: sold out and we got Anaheim
2: yeah. all, in all in 48 hours. 48
3: hours. <laughs> <laughs> see that? That's no, but, too but you know so. what? I do I do see I do see one of the readers say or one of the listeners saying tell us how they screwed it up. I I, I, I think the truth of the matter is we didn't screw it no. up. No. We we were faced with a situation. I think we would have screwed it up if we had let this play out. It became very public and we would have no choice. We got a number six pick in a very strong draft, a twenty one year old, right handed defenseman who's gonna it'll take him time yep. to fit into the system, but he's gonna be ahead well, of the player. And the pick. And the pick. And the pick. Pick. Well, and and,
5: pick. And one thing on that, Dan. When you look at what brad shaw has done with this group of defensemen that you had this year like keep in mind probably the biggest surprise for everybody this year has been how well your your defensive core has played you give a coach like that an opportunity to work with a young player you, you know you could you maybe be able to get something out of him that maybe he wasn't able to show in Anaheim in a system there where let's be honest their defensive system has been a disaster I know you can't criticize them we can the, their defensive system has been a disaster in Anaheim for the past few years so maybe you give a defensive minded coach that kind of a player and be able to mold them in the right in the right way yeah
3: I, my, and I have watched Brad again from afar as a as a, a business person and as a fan and just to watch him work one-on-one with those guys, with them as a group, is really impressive. And, and if I'm a young guy like Jamie Drysdale, I'm going to be excited about joining that core. I know I have one question, because we've seen a lot of it.
2: And we're going to have to go right to the top to ensure people that this is not the same scenario with Mish- Mishkov. I'll
3: say that again, with I'm Mishkov sorry.
2: is not the same scenario as Conor uh, I
3: we, we have every indication. Obviously, <laughs> Mishkov is under contract yes. uh, for his, his Russian Federation team. Um, truth the matter is he can't wait to be a Philadelphia Flyer and every I don't know about you looking at tape I can't believe this kid does some of the things he does so so, and and take take it to to Danny and Keith and and uh, Barry Hanrahan they will figure out uh, working with with the Russians what's the best time to get this young man out but as far as I'm concerned, the sooner the better. Yeah, he's something special yeah. then, the stuff he does every night. And, and I know,
2: and we know, that's why I was asking from the draft, he loves it here. You know, like, I mean, he just can't wait yeah. to get over here. But yeah. the situation is what it is. Um, third period coming up. We mentioned we came on down 3-1. What are you seeing in the game so far tonight?
3: Well, I'll tell you, I thought we got off to a slow start. I, and, and, you know, they, they were crisp. They were yep. crisp in, that, in the, that first period, the, the, the third goal. Their third goal was kind of frustrating but this team never gives up so i i think this first five six minutes of the third period will be really important for us by the way didn't i sound like <laughs> A hockey You expert, did. Right you that's cool. why we asked you yeah. the part. Yeah. We yeah. We'll have you yeah. one by
5: the end of the year. Yeah. Keep working on me. By, by, by the end of the year, you're going to replace Bundy. That's no, it. no, no right. No yeah.
3: way.
5: No <laughs> way. Daniel, <laughs> thank you so much for coming hey, on Anthony, can
3: I say one more thing? Yeah, and, absolutely. And I, sure, I, yeah. Lo- I am so amazed at the following you have, and I think it's so great. But the one thing I want everybody to understand is we will try to we, – we couldn't talk about this. Think about it. We, yeah. had, to, we had to maintain silence in order to get the best return. So the only point I want to make, we said from the beginning, we will bring you along in this journey. I hope in the end you're pleased with this, but you'll always get the truth from us. You know how good you guys were keeping this a secret? That's
5: really good. Even I didn't know. (laughs) That's a good point, (laughs) Andy. Even I didn't know about this one. Well, thank you. Thank you once again. Thanks thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on.
0: on. In in the grand scheme of things, when you look at uh, a team making a move, like this team just made, um, you don't usually get the guy who's at the top of the organization to come on and to give you straight truth and straight talk. And and when you talk about how important it is to understand this fan base and to understand what people are going to be feeling, yeah, did he just tap into that? because I I would say he he certainly did. Aware of the way that it's going to be perceived. Aware of the way that the fans are going to react to it. And honestly, putting on the fan hat there for a bit, Uh, Not mincing words about what he expects Cutter Gauthier to walk into or skate into uh, if he ever plays in the NHL and plays here in Philadelphia. I mean, and we were joking about it, but he just sold out the building for two games. Absolutely
2: guaranteed. Yep. A thousand percent. And and, and so that, I mean, I know they didn't make that trade for that, but when you look at the grand scheme of things, um, you know what? Uh, this is an it's 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 a bizarre evening because we're just not used to seeing a guy say I'm not going to come play in Philly. That is unbelievable. But what's even more unbelievable, we said it. They really kept that thing <laughs> under wraps. They did. They did. And there's one thing I, I want to throw, and I know we really don't have a lot of time here. We got three
5: minutes end yeah. the, the end of the period. But there is one little bit of news, and I, I shared it with you guys. Um, I won't say it's news, but a little tidbit that ties into this, and sure. I shared it with you guys before the intermission. Before we came on in the intermission, I would say, and I know you guys mentioned it at the very, very end of the of the first intermission, but I, I've talked to somebody in the organization.
2: Kevin Hayes, his fingerprints are all over this. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I knew, as, as soon as I read his name next to it, I knew right away. Dude, his he poisoned Krug. He poisoned this guy. So you know what? He's got a vendetta. He's a little – I don't want to say it. I'll say it in the real show. You know what he does? He goes around. He's angry at what happened here, right? Yeah. I'm going to tell everybody this. It's is a true story from management beginning of the year. I'm not going to say Who? They were prepared to give this guy away. Literally give him away and eat half the salary if anybody would take him if St. Louis didn't. They wanted him out of the locker room so bad they were willing to do anything to make him disappear. Now, that's not comfortable hearing that or having that happen to you, but in return, You're going to poison the well if you can. And in the world we live in with social media, it's easy to get a hold of guys. It's easy to go say, oh, this torts will bench you. Look what he did to Frost. Oh, he hates young guys. He'll never like you. And you know what? When guys hear that, you can scare a 19-year-old kid, scare the pants off him and his parents, too. You know what? I don't know in Boston College if uh, if they have like a little group there that they get all together and they all do it. But I'll tell you one thing. That's not the right message if you're a guy that's played in this league a long time to be poisoning the well for other guys. And I do believe it happened.
0: And it's going to get worse. I mean, Go ask
2: Craig Berube what he thought of his player this year in St. Louis. Get the real answer. Go yeah. ask
0: Craig Berube what he thought of Kevin Hayes. Again, we come back to, this was mentioned in the first intermission, there are guys in this locker room who really like Kevin Hayes. Yes. And there were a lot of people in this organization who did not. And it is the same way in St. Louis, and I'm, I'm assuming it's been the same way everywhere he's been. This will not play well in the National Hockey League. This will not it's play well. It's a bad
2: look for the league. Yes. And it's a bad look for the guy who's going around doing it. Because you know what it does? It's, it shows how ungrateful he is. Who else paid him $7.5 million a year for seven years or whatever it was? So you know what he does? He goes out and poisons a well to someone that did And I will absolutely believe it happened. 1,000%.
5: The one last thing is, I think that there's going to have to be another move eventually here. Yeah, yes, it's, it's kind of disrupted a
2: little bit in terms. Well, you, have of, many, you have too many, too many Too many D-men. Yeah, so. some, something's going to have to give,
5: and I'm not sure exactly what it is, but something is going to have to give at some point. We'll see. There's going to have to be another shoe that drops. We'll, I'll. I'll I'll get to work on that, guys. We're going to talk about it post-game. Guys,
0: that would make the most sense as of right now. There's been interest in in Walker. There's been interest in Ristolainen. Although although the Nylander Nylander move uh, in Toronto, maybe that makes things a little bit more complicated. Sealer. we're going to break all this down post-game. There's a lot more to get into with this. So make sure you join. Make sure you share this with other Flyers fans in your life. We will talk to you post-game. Thanks to everybody who tuned in. We'll talk to you very soon. Welcome into the Presser O Show, the number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show this side of the Mississippi. Boy, oh boy, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, if you're here for analysis of the four-one loss the Flyers were just handed by the Pittsburgh Penguins, this nope. ain't the show for you tonight. <laughs> we were Day-day. all
2: we were all right tonight though on
0: the wins. Right? We were. Sadly, we took the Penguins. We all sadly, got a point. We, we all got a point. Yeah. All got it the right. The Penguins won. Okay, now I we're honest, not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Quitter Gautier. <laughs> Quitter Gautier. Quitter Gautier. <laughs> Who refused to play for the city of Philadelphia and will now go down as one of the most That's detested players. To have never, by the way, the man, I didn't know the man was Gretzky. I didn't know the man was Sidney Crosby. I didn't know the man was Alex Sovechkin. Has he played a minute in the NHL? No, he has not. Has he already tried to dictate terms of where he's going to play? Yes, he has. Do we care about Cutter, Quitter, Gautier? No, we don't. Have fun at Disneyland. Feisty <laughs> Ross. Feisty Ross is like <laughs> my right, favorite thing. Go right, Space Mountain, all the way to obscurity. You can go join that fraud Mike Trout, and you'll never see oh. the playoffs. Have fun out there, buddy. Have fun. You could have played in a city that cares about hockey. You could have played in a city that would have gotten behind you as a part of this rebuild, as part of the next era of Orange, and instead you will rot in misery in California. Beautiful weather. Horrible hockey. Good luck. The entire balcony hears you right now. The Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame, intermission, and postgame show available on YouTube. X and Facebook. You can get a Thank really you. nice
2: skateboard out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but seriously, you guys know
5: you know it's a different night tonight because normally yeah. post game I'm downstairs, yeah, right, talking and getting interviews and stuff. But now I'm sitting up here with you guys because it's not even worth talking about the game. The game, like I said, I didn't see it. I'll have to go home and watch the replay. It I was saw
2: a busy night here. Five minutes of yeah. it, right? Yeah. I saw yeah. five
5: minutes of this game tonight. Yeah. Um, Everything going crazy. My phone is completely blown up. I, my, you can yeah. see my, my battery is... It's low. Very low. It's very it's low. It's very low of all the, all the text messages and, and, and everything that I've been getting.
2: Russ, can you put... Uh, this? So people are asking, I've had a couple about the, the, the correlation. So what's happened tonight, um, Cutter Goche, the fifth overall pick by the Flyers two years ago, yeah. was traded to Anaheim. For uh, defenseman Drysdale, who could be poss- Jamie Drysdale, who could be a possibly like a top pair guy. He's very young. He's not a big guy in stature, but he's a skilled player. Uh, picked sixth overall in a very deep draft in 2020. Um, people are saying that there's been, been rumors going around that, um, uh, that there'd been something that. I don't need to hear a rumor to know that um, that Cutter Goche had somebody in his ear. Nobody in the world doesn't want to play in Philadelphia anymore. Guys are 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 like want to come. Like Bryce Harper wants to come here. Guys now with the Phillies are starting to come here. When this team gets good again, they're going to come here. So I can't. I'm absolutely stunned that this happened. But it's because somebody was in his ear. Yeah. Uh, There's a a question from Rory.
5: It says Al Morgani said Briere sent Cutter back to BC. No. When he wanted to come to the NHL. And any truth to that? No. Here's the thing. They. They wanted to see what he would look like as a center, and BC was willing to play him at center. But that wasn't like, oh, you're not coming to the NHL. You need to go back to college. Yeah. There, w- there was a situation where it was like, oh, well, if he's going to go back to school for another year, we'd like to see you play that position. So that's where – that's what I mean, it, it gets kind of confusing, and, and I know it's easy to kind of maybe – misinterpret what is being said and in the information that you're getting. But it was not that they did not want him to come to Philadelphia. Right? They didn't want him it's not that they didn't want him to leave early, because I'll be honest with you, if Cutter Goche wanted to leave college. He could have. He could have. Yeah. And the Flyers would have put, if they didn't think he was ready for the NHL, they'd have put him in the AHL, which, oh by the way, is better than the NCAA. Right, Bundy? I mean, if that's the case, they would have played him in the American Hockey League rather than if they didn't think he was ready for the NHL. The choice to come out of college is totally on the on the kid, on the player, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah, 100%. I mean, and now everybody, you got prognosticators, everyone's saying they know, knew what was going on. Like, I don't think anybody knew what was going on because if they didn't know what was going on, Anthony would have known. Um, I'd never heard they were shopping him. I don't know that. I'm unaware of any of those stories. As for the NHL, I didn't think – a lot of the stuff, Anthony, at the end of the World Juniors last year was the fact that um, – I thought that the Flyers um, thought that they, he needed another year in the minors, is what I was told. Yeah. You know, and, I, and personally, I didn't, didn't think he dominated the World Juniors enough last year to, to really think, take a step. But I there was,
0: don't know. There, there are a few levels here. here. Brian asked this, Ant, so go ahead and answer this. Charlie O'Connor said uh, this, uh, that during the past draft, Flyers were quietly shopping Gotey and offered uh, Montreal a Cutter for the fifth overall. Would have picked Reimbacher and then Mishkov. Truth to this?
5: Um, I I can't say that with any certainty. I mean, I haven't. This was I know this is
0: something he put out tonight.
5: Um, I I had not heard that in the past. Um, as a matter of fact, Briere said it was uh after the draft that that they started really kind of um, pushing for moving him. So I mean, maybe he was just misleading us just a little bit. I mean, it's possible that that was the case. I do know they were trying to trade up with Montreal, yeah. but the, the idea was to trade up with Montreal to get, uh, get Mishkoff. Right, yeah. That was what they were trying to do. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that's the case, if that was part of the plan there, because th- th- you don't run the risk. You don't trade to five and draft Reinbacher yep. and then let Arizona trade their pick to somebody who wants Mishkoff and you miss out on Mishkoff. Right. So, that, so you don't do that. I don't think that's real. Right. So, I mean, could they it have could traded be, yeah, up with Montreal to get Mishkoff at five? Certainly. And I think that that was something that they were looking to do, but yeah. I don't think that they would have taken the chance that that could have happened and then they would have missed out on I mean, it. They would have looked really bad if they traded Gauthier for five, drafted Reinbacher, and somebody jumps them to six and takes, takes Mishkoff an in six. Yeah, that right. would have looked really, really bad.
0: Well, and let's, let's just kind of call this like it is. We, we heard today, tonight, from Danny Briere to the media. Jonesy was on uh, the TV telecast during the second intermission while Dan Hilferty was here with us. Yeah, They're all saying the same thing. They're all giving the same timeline. That the communication was cut off after the world uh, tournament Mm -hmm. and that they were hoping that they were going to be able to turn it around. I find it highly unlikely that they would have told us, now that this is all done and as they've been kind of setting the stage of how this whole thing unfolded, I, I feel like if they had been having those conversations at the draft, they probably would have said that tonight. And I could be wrong, but now the deal's already done. You're not losing leverage by saying that you were engaged in conversations. Not only that. I'm, just not, not only I, that. I'm, not, I'm not totally sold. Yeah, not only that, Russ. It's,
5: it's that if you're going to say you wanted to give the kid time, mm-hmm. and really they did, and it, you know, we heard Danny say it and Dan Hilfrey said it, I'm sure Jonesy said it on TV as well, that if you were going to give the kid time, um, to, to maybe change his mind and decide he wants to come here. As a matter of fact, they were in Sweden, Keith Jones and Danny Breer, planning to talk to Gauthier and give him their plan for the organization going forward in hopes that he would change his mind. So if you were going to do that, you're not going to sit there and say, as soon as he tells you, I don't want to be
2: part of the the organization, okay, well, we're going to trade you right away. So there's something really odd in all this. Though, and if I, And Anthony, you were there, but the player wasn't even taking phone calls no, from the team. So what I'm saying is, is that it's one thing. So, you know, if I got – let me throw this on you guys, all right? Uh, let's say I'm, it's 2021 and I got drafted and I got picked by Winnipeg. Yeah. Right? The first round or whatever. I'd be thrilled to be in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Winnipeg's not the greatest city, like, in terms of sightseeing or warmth in the winter, but I'd be so excited to be a part of an organization and start my NHL career. I don't know if this guy realizes – what a blessing this city would have been for him. Flow travel. He could have come in here and taken advantage, been a god here. He's going to go play in a place where nobody cares. They yep. care about the Kings when they're good. Yep. And the Anaheim Ducks did win a Stanley Cup in 2006. 2006? Um, no, 2007. Seven, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. And so, you know, I mean, they've, they've had a winning way, and they've had, they've had some great players, but it's, that's not the case now. And it's just a, it's just a bizarre – I, I want to understand more – why he wouldn't even take Danny's call. So that's what I'm saying is if, if you get drafted by Winnipeg and you're 18, you go through your years, believe me, the organizations take care of their first-round picks. They want to continue to talk to them, see how they're doing personally, professionally in their sport. For him to not take a phone call from the organization is one of the most ridiculous, babyish things I've ever heard in my life. And, I, and uh, there's a thing called karma. And karma always always gets the back end of something. And, I, I, again, I, wanna, I, I have to find out somehow because it's the weirdest thing, and I cannot help but think that somebody didn't poison this kid's mind and, and well, brain by, by
0: telling him something that just wasn't true about Philadelphia. And there are a lot of comments and questions coming in about it, so we're, we're going like, to do as fair of a job as we can on this. If you go back to when he was first drafted, one of the first stories written about Gautier, and somebody sent it to us over on Twitter as well as a screen cap of it.
2: Can you send that picture I sent you, Russ, that I shared earlier from
0: that, that one Philly something? It was one of the things that's yeah, yeah. quoted. Yeah. And, and so it, it was a, a thing about how Gautier said that Hayes had reached out, that he was in a lot of you know constant communication with Hayes, that he looked up to Hayes, that Hayes was a role model to him. Now, I get the fact that there are a lot of people who are really excited about the player Cutter Gauthier is. And I, I honestly, I think was probably the highest of the three of us on what his potential could be. I don't think he's going to be a bad NHL player. I don't all of a sudden say, Hey, they traded the guy. Now he's crap and he was never good and all that. I'm not changing my stance. I think he's going to be a good player. However, there are people right now who are doing this weird kind of like tiptoe thing of, well, he's his own person. How could he possibly be influenced? You know, it's just people making stuff up to cope. No, like, there, there is a very clear relationship that he put on the record that he had with Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes was unceremoniously sent packing by this organization. We talked about it during the pregame intermission. We talked about it for months, we talked about it since it happened. There were people in this organization who did not want Kevin Hayes here. They did not like his influence in the locker room. They did not like his influence on younger players on this team. They wanted him gone and they got rid of him. And as we said earlier, if this, un, you know, for better or worse, is kind of collateral damage. If, if what it took, to get rid of Kevin Hayes so that he didn't have a sphere of influence over these younger players that you're trying to build around is Cutter Gauthier's well, you know, the well was poisoned. That's just something you have to deal with. I don't go into, and I saw somebody's, I don't know where it's at. Somebody said, "Uh, these guys are our company employees. They're phoning it in. We're not. That's one. Two, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that Drysdale is going to be a legitimate number one defenseman. I know that there are people who think that he can be. There are people who think he can be a number one power play guy. I get that but I'm not going to sit here and try to sell people on the notion that he's going to be the, the number one defenseman you're going to build around, the guy that Jonesy talked about months ago with us on this show of being the, the number one defenseman bona fide for this team on a cup run. Not going to try to sell anybody on that. But the guy that you had didn't want to be here. And as that word continued to leak out, which Briere said during the first intermission, when that happens, you start to lose leverage. And the longer you wait, the mm-hmm. less leverage you have. I, the worst package yeah. you're going to get back. Hilferty said it. Briere said it. And I'm assuming that on TV, Jonesy said it as well. That t- is the truth. That's that's negotiation. And the drama
2: is out of it too, right, Anthony? Yeah. Like, you don't like so. Just remember, guys, we dealt with zero drama. There was nothing. Not a second of it. Yeah. So and that that's good stuff because it takes away a lot of the aggravation that comes with the drama.
5: Yeah. No. It's it it really does. And it's it's a decision and um, you know that these guys made. And, and you know I'm 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 hearing that you know Jonesy was was probably the the most influential person in in forcing the decision to happen you know to to say we're going to trade cutter um yeah it it, it was basically like okay well let's not drag this on we we tried we did everything we could on our end let's not drag this on let it get out there let people start hearing what's going on let's cut bait now we'll get as much as we can in return we have no idea what jamie drysdale is going to be we don't. Yeah, I and, don't.
2: I can't uh, start him to speculate. Uh, you know, I I mean, him
5: look, I know what the scouting reports were. He went sixth overall in a very good draft, right? So, so there are a lot of people who like Drysdale. Um, you know, if, when you get picked that high, that's, you know, that, that's, that, that's yeah. a player yep. you
0: anticipate is going to be a, a legit player uh, in, in this league. Um, and, and here you go. Paul, lose a fifth overall pick to Dump Hayes is insane rationale. What did you get back? It's not like you got nothing back. Yeah, You got back. Number six overall pick a right-handed defenseman, which we know teams pay above and beyond market value on all the time, and he's 21. He's had injury problems. Yeah. If he's healthy, can he be something good? Yeah, Maybe. I mean, he actually
5: had a decent, a decent offensive year as a 19-year-old, Just put up 32 points in his second season in the league, uh, then got hurt last year and was hurt a little bit at the beginning of this year, kind of carried into this year and in the beginning of this year, and he missed a lot of time. But um, that's what the Flyers wanted to wait and see. Uh, see him play. And so they had scouts watching him play and um, you know, checked him out. They feel like that he's he's back where he wants to be. And they feel like they can they can change uh, a lot of what was going wrong with him out in Arizona, in, Arizona, in Anaheim, mm-hmm. and get it right here. I mean, you, you are coming to a team that plays a dif- more defensive-minded game, right? I mean, let's yeah. think about Let's be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Oh, Torts is ready. You want okay. to go to Okay, sure. Let's
0: Especially against
4: a team like with those guys. That, that's not the right reason we lost. I, I thought coming out of there 2-1
1: to one was a, a positive for us. Uh, I mean, ideally you want to be taking five penalties in a 20-minute period. Her goal is the one to catch you, uh, but again, we never, we we spent too much time on Lorenzo. We didn't come out clean enough, and this, they, uh, yeah, we just weren't clean coming out. And you give that team second opportunities on breakouts, and sooner or later the momentum changes. Uh, I thought we fought. Uh, we just struggled with score. We, we just don't have enough people going offensively. And they're the
4: better team so for you, obviously you guys gave up a ton of shots, but for you it's more about spending too much time in your zone rather than the coverage issues? Oh,
1: both. Yeah, both. But give them credit. One thing about Pitt, they don't get enough credit as far as how they defend. And I think both the teams, uh, uh, our team and their team, were sixth or seventh in the league as far as defending. But we, uh, we, we just weren't, we weren't good. We were not good enough in, in either end, and uh, that's the result we get. John, obviously, you you know the news now, and you've been here long enough. When you hear someone doesn't want to play in Philadelphia, what is your reaction to that? And also, what do you think of adding a guy that Jamie tries to do? Just talk to Jamie. Uh, we are watched a lot of tape on him, obviously, had discussions. We're really excited about the opportunity. A 21 year old, right handed shot. Uh, uh, We're going to put him on the power play right away, one of them. Um, He's just starting kids head spinning right now. It's his first time at this, Uh, but we're really excited about the opportunity. I think it's a second round, I think it's a really good deal for us. To the first part of Kevin's question, uh, Danny said that Cutter didn't want to play here in Philadelphia and didn't want to play for the Flyers. What's your reaction to that? Then we don't want you. I believe you've met Cutter Gauthier before, were you surprised that he I don't know Cutter from hole in a wall, you know. So, again, I'm not too interested in talking about him. I'd rather talk about Jamie. He's the guy that's coming here.
4: With regards to to Jamie, um, when we spoke with Danny at the first intermission, he said that, you know, one thing that he's excited about is for the coaching staff, for you and Bradshaw, to kind of get a hold of him and, and try to develop him into the, the top air defense they want
1: him to be. It, it's such a good age for us. That's what's exciting. A 21-year-old, right uh, skill, lateral movement. It, 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 it's such a good deal for us um, as we it, it's a reminder we're uh in the process that we're at right now it's perfect timing so <coughs> uh, I just got off the phone with him uh, we asked so much out of 21 year olds his head's just spinning first time being traded he's packed for a two-week trip and now he's coming here He'll be here for practice so tomorrow. We'll see him tomorrow, yeah. Can it help the overall vibe that you know, obviously going into the season, the thought was that the Flyers are probably going to sell off some pieces before the trade deadline. Here you are adding a player and not losing anyone off the current roster. Does that give? Can that give the group of jolt? Yeah, uh, I, I think what's going to eventually give this this group of jolt is he's a high character kid. To uh, uh, you know, just. Around the way information has gotten back to me that there's going to be some people upset there in Anaheim. Some of his teammates and just how he handles himself. Some of the the staff. Uh, yeah. So I no one's off our roster on this one here. Uh, a righty. It, it really exciting. I don't know what else to say. When you looked at the people Actually,
4: you. Would, Players have been stocked on the left side a lot. Travis is also a left-handed guy playing on the right side. Does that kind of now change a little bit now that you can see that you guys have set players for set positions?
1: Yeah. Well, will we'll, it, it's going to change things? We've already, you know, thought that Sandy would probably see a little bit of time on the left side too. Because uh, uh, I want to, we want to give this kid an opportunity. We, we want to get teaching right away with him. Uh, yeah. and we, we, you know, we're, it, it, there, there's so many things that. Uh, we want to introduce to them. Uh, they play a different type defense than we do. We need to teach that. But Sandy, you know, I may go, because I'm not interested in, in sitting out any of the six right now that have played, because I think they deserve to be, we may be at 7D sometimes uh, during this situation. And, uh, you know, i got to think about Mark also and trying to keep the mixes. When you're in this process, uh, in building a team, uh, and you make deals like this, we just have to make it work, and uh, so there'll be people moved around as we as we get going. How do you Last see
0: Drysdale fitting in with an already solid group of young players that you have on the
1: team? Yeah, just, just as I said, we we've heard great things about him as far as his character, uh, aggressive up ice, a good offensive player. Uh, he's going to fit in just fine. It, it, it's it's how much we give him. Uh, Shaws and I have already talked about this. Uh, we just want to slowly go about it. We're really looking at the part for me and as I watch the tape, I just don't think he's up the ice enough offensively. That's something the first time I see him face to face that's what I want to tell him uh, because I, I want to see him get going that way and uh, and try to help us offensively. We'll teach him the defensive part of it. I want him to get going offensively. Thanks. Guys. All right,
0: welcome back. I don't know. cut her from a hole in the wall. <laughs> He's that hole in the ground, I think. A hole in the, hole in the ground, yeah. <laughs> the ground is even lower than the wall. Boy, uh, oh boy! It's uh, yeah. It's I we mean we
2: don't want them. <laughs> Towards is a beaut. but. Yeah, but but it's true. If the guys want to be here, don't be here. They got rid of them. And I love. There's no drama. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I'm really. Uh, it's. It's unfathomable to me that a player would want to play in Philadelphia for hockey, too. I mean,
0: again, a player who like hasn't anybody. played a minute in the NHL. In the NHL,
2: right. Like, that, that's, the, but that's the part for me is, again, I, I, I can't let it go because somebody did that to him. Somebody told him that. Don't come here. It's awful. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it happened. And I know. I know. Now,
5: you know we're talking about Jamie Drysdale and towards talked about Drysdale and where they look, they put them right on the first power play because <laughs> can't get any worse, right? right. Um, so we put them right there. They're gonna get them in, get them working on the right side. Um, and yeah, they don't. You know they're gonna carry set. The, you know the seven D. They got to figure something out there and all that's all well and good. But don't forget about this. They also got a second round pick in this
2: deal. Yeah, that's really good.
5: Okay, they now have seven picks in the first two rounds of the next two years. Yep. Yep. Seven in yep. the first two rounds of the next two years. That is r- a really good asset. Yep. It may, you may not; they may not use that pick directly. They may take that pick and trade it yeah.
2: for something else. A lot you can do with Th- it. With it,
5: I mean that is a valuable, valuable it's gonna, asset.
2: It's going to be think. a high second-round pick. Yeah, because the Ducks stiff yeah. yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> you're getting maybe like a thirty to thirty. You know. 30 32 to 36, yes. possibly, you know, yeah. which is good. It's a really good pick, and
5: it's, it's a good job getting that. I mean, I think that we don't know what Drysdale's going to be, but I do think that getting an asset like that is very, very helpful and should not be lost in this trade, because I think that that's, that's something that the Flyers could do a lot with.
2: Well, it's going to be an interesting week. It looks like he'll be in Wednesday. I don't want to comment on him. I don't know enough about him. And and I think that's fair, you know, like about Drysdale. I mean, I'm not going to sit here commenting on a guy. I want to watch him for a little bit. I want to give him some time, you know, getting traded like that is not easy. He's a young guy. Certainly deserves a look. You know, I don't, and I don't want to, I hate breathing the name Eric Desjardins into it. When every time we hear a trade for a defenseman coming in, (laughs) but, uh, you know, that was a fortune changing trade. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm certainly willing to give this, this young guy a look here and, and, uh, and hope it works out. Maybe we got the second, but it's, by all accounts, it sounds like the Flyers are really excited to have him and come in here, and they got a piece back for a malcontent who was never going to play here and never wanted to play here. How's that yep. for the rapid? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Anthony, I like it.
5: Anthony, I like it. Anything for, for you, Ant? No, no. I think, I think, it's, I think it's just a, it's a crazy night. It's not, not the way we anticipated tonight going in any stretch of the imagination. Except
0: that we all picked the Penguins to win. So it, it did go how we expected. That
5: did. That On the ice. It. You, know what we can, you know what I think we can say? What can we say? I know what I think we can say. Did you t- unless you already told the story and I missed it when we were over in the first intermission. Did you tell everybody no. what Danny said to no. you? Nope. I
2: wasn't going to I wasn't gonna say Russ. that. I think that that's fair. So Russ needs a class in
0: journalism. I think that that's totally I fair I thought that, that would be like an uncouth thing to... No, to now. Think trying to help so I think it's yeah. okay so so to now, say now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, why, so why, don't you, why don't you tell the story? Go ahead. So pregame, we're setting up. And it's before I got here. Otherwise yes. I would have asked further for sure, but go ahead. So I'm, I'm doing my regular day job and intern Andrew and I, is setting things up and Danny Briere and Keith Jones are going by as they, they do every day, check in, say how, how are things going? And at one point I'd missed it. And at some point Danny looked at me and said, uh, are you working? I said, yeah. He goes, are you ready to work? I was like, well, yeah, I'm always ready to work. And he goes, I've, all right, I, I got something for you to work on. <laughs> and I'm not thinking. I'm just like, oh, he means like do the show. Okay, like cool. And I was like, all right, guys, have have a great time. Because <laughs> I'm not away. thinking. It's just <laughs> it's not occurring to me. And then I looked at Ant and I said it to him. And now Ant didn't go, Oh, well, you know, Russ, that's very interesting. Nothing. And then when the news broke it was within, looked, But it was I, within minutes. Yeah, it was within Well, no, it was after it was after first inter or it was after pregame. Yeah, yeah. It was after pregame was done. Yeah, yeah. And then I looked at you and once we once it came out, I went and there it was. Yeah. That was. He was giving us a heads up without giving something, us a heads up. That something and was he coming. Fed, he, fed our, he fed a partner in full. I know. Yeah, and, and we missed it. And Beaker. Missed it. Beaker's right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Beaker, I'm sorry to let you down. I'm sorry to let you down. Uh, Shadow 36 is right. The stash is clouding my brain. I'm going to shave it up. Uh, um, listen, we are going to have a lot more to uh, to get into over the next few days. We are back here on Wednesday. They yeah. have another home game. We'll break it down. I have to say, there, there is no doubt in my mind that before the end of the week, we're going to do a regular Snow the Goalie episode. 100%, 100%. Where the language can fly and where we can really dive even more into this. Because there's a lot of things that I think we want to say. We're going to do the whole digging things up, the checking in with people, the, the triple, quadruple vetting of things. But we're going to have, I think, a more holistic view of what happened, the timeline and everything. I would expect Ant's going to write up. I know he's already written some stuff. I did, like, the breaking thing on snowthegoalie.com. He wrote over on Crossing Broad. We have a lot of things that are going. I want to thank everybody who tuned in. We had the yeah. biggest number that we've had this season. Yeah, yeah. thank you, everybody. Uh, so, Great crowd. So, you know, if, if you're a first-time viewer, by all means, like, you know, thank you for joining us. We do this every home game, press row show up here outside of the Snow the Goalie Sportsbook, morning the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, we have the morning after recap where we do every uh, – the morning after every Flyers road game. We do that on YouTube as well. It, everything goes in the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And we do the regular Snow the Goalie show. It's been a bit sporadic because there have been so many games, but we're gonna get back to it. Yep. Typically the language flies a little bit. We have the uh, the Bundy Bombs when he when he says a bad word. You know, we do one of these. <laughs> but we've agreed that <laughs> we're not shoot. gonna do those. We're we're family friendly here on the Press Row show, but the other shows, it flies. Anyway, this has been a wild night. This is one of those nights where you sit down, you we look at each other, and we go, This is it. Yep. This is and it, whether you're upset as a fan or not about what happened here with this move, with Gote, with all of it, you can process it however you want. The one thing that we can say is, when, when this team in the offseason said they're going to be open for business, they might not have been thinking this. They might have been hoping it wasn't going to be this. But they're open for business. And this move is going to have to precipitate another move. There are uh, too and, many uh, defensemen yeah. at the NHL level on this roster. This will not hold. And more importantly... And I'll make
5: this the last word. More importantly, what this what this what happened tonight should show the fan base is that they weren't kidding when they said they were going to be as forthright and as honest and open with you as possible every step of the way yep. in putting this back together. And I feel like we feel we should feel vindicated too, because we've been saying all along that we promise we will do the same thing. And you're hearing it. Like they're coming on and they're telling you. If 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 Jamie Drysdale comes in here and and he's not good, we're gonna tell you, dude isn't playing well. And uh oh, this might not have been a good trade. Like we will say it, and and they will be
0: okay with us saying it. Um, but they want uh, they because we're you. not employees, right? We can say whatever we want, whatever we, we want. We have well, except for that, we can't do that on the press row show. Other than that, we're fine. <laughs> so, anything else, guys? Intern nope. Andrew's back. I think it's time to go. How'd that go down there? Good stuff down there, Intern Andrew. Did any any of the players shake your hand tonight? No, still just <laughs> All right. Intern Andrew says it's the most pleasant torts has ever been in a uh, post game press. You didn't get so. any autographs, did you? <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Him asking for them or the players asking him for one? <laughs> no, no, right. no! Well, both. There you go. Both yeah. autographs go both ways.
2: <laughs> we saw yeah, I, <laughs> we saw <laughs> intern the other day signing autographs down the concourse. sir. Oh, oh fantastic! Jeez He's Louise. the best.
0: All All right, right. time to go, guys. Uh, Everybody have a great night. We'll be back on Wednesday with the Press Row Show and another episode of Snow the Goalie this week. Have a fantastic night. We'll talk to you soon.